0: hey everyone this is on the go voice podcast with your host charles i'm actually in narito japan right now waiting for my board flight to manila philippines which i'm going so i had a few time to record and edit some of these podcasts i went i did over the weekend i haven't been able to finish it so i got the time now so i'm gonna be posting this in the next episode and i'll be finishing it right after i get back from philippines so i hope you guys enjoy it Alright guys, so we are recording the second episode of the series that I started called Post College Series And uh, what I actually have here is an old friend of mine, uh, for any, for everybody listening His name is Tino Nares. I actually met him back in uh, middle school And the really cool thing about this guy is that I want to bring out, I'm sure a lot of people will also agree And that he can hear, us. and anybody who's getting to know him is that he's a very like humble guy But like his work ethic is insanely impressive in my opinion so like watching this guy, you know, what he done, you know, um, has just been a very inspirational perspective. So I'm glad to have him out here and talk about his uh, his background after college and then what he's doing now. And also, you know, like what what are his thoughts? Because uh, this guy is like, you got to listen to him. So, uh Tino, so just a little bit about you. Why don't you just like talk about like your background, you know, where you're coming from. And uh, actually, you know, obviously, what college you graduated, yeah. what you studied, yeah, a bit about that.
1: Yeah, so uh, my name's Tino, and uh, like he said, we uh, we met back in middle school, and uh, then went then went to different high schools, so we kind of separated off from there. But a little bit about me, uh, so I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, and I studied accounting. And uh, while I was at Cal Poly, probably the biggest thing that I would say was like the, the most beneficial thing wasn't necessarily the uh, schooling, but just the networking and just meeting the uh, network of individuals that I'm currently working with right now, a lot of business partners as well as ex-business partners. And then uh, so I would say uh, the, uh, right after college, I really kind of had no direction. And I would say the biggest thing was that I really at my heart wanted to start a uh, company and just do that full time. But because I got a degree in accounting and I also got all the uh, units for my CPA license, I thought, okay, I kind of just need to go this route, try it out for a couple years because that's kind of like what's expected of you, especially when you're studying accounting and all my other classmates were like going the big four route and whatnot. So uh, nice. the, like big public accounting firms. So I thought, all right, I guess I have to do this for a little bit. And I guess that's just going to be my life until my business makes enough to, 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 to pretty much uh, fund my lifestyle. So uh, I ended up working in accounting for a year. I hated it. Got promoted to a senior accountant. I hated that even more <laughs> because I, uh, I realized, hey, I'm getting promoted, but I do not like this. It, it was like It was like a seven, eight grand raise or something. But the amount of work they were giving me was like three, four times like the amount of, I had before. So it was like, all right, this definitely is not worth it. Now I'm on salary, so I'm mm-hmm. kind of getting screwed. And that's when I realized, hey, the deeper I go on this corporate route... I'm going to get more positions to take up more of my time, to take up more responsibility. Yeah, they're going to pay me more, but it's just going to be like something that's just keeping you there. It's just going to be an anchor that's keeping you there at the soul sucking job. And I just thought, damn, I can't be doing this any longer. And uh, uh, rewind a little bit about like maybe seven, eight months into that job while I was an accountant there, uh, my, my, ex, or my old business partner and I, Adam, we started a hammock company together in college that we uh, ended up closing out. Although we closed out Profitable, we ended up making a couple hundred grand in sales. But we ended up uh, closing that business out. And then he contacts me while I'm at this new job. And he says, hey, are you interested in uh, getting together for this uh, cannabis company that I'm starting? It's a cannabis brand called uh, Karma, blah, blah, blah. And he just gives me the entire specifics of it. And he goes, yeah, you'd be running finance and just pretty much hustling on pretty much everything, just how we were doing on the hammy company. Because the way we think, we don't like to delegate jobs to each other. We literally just do everything everything it takes to make it succeed. Like, like job roles don't really matter. Mm -hmm. It's just working in tandem to make sure we reach the common goal. So, so he goes, yeah, I really think dude, like, like, like you're sick. Like you're one of the best business partners I've ever had. We would absolutely kill it in this company and in this industry. So I was like, cool. I'm super down. I'm there. So we were doing that and getting all the regulatory stuff in order for like a few months. And then once uh, stuff started, started to pick up and we got our temporary distribution license from the state, Cause now we're uh we can legally sell cannabis so, uh and that we've only been able to do that for about a month and a half, so um once that started to pick up he goes hey want to let you know something I'm doing sales for this cannabis company, and uh, this can <laughs> and this uh cannabis company super lucrative position they have a, they have a position opening up in Ventura County and you'd be covering Ventura County to LA County and San Fernando Valley area, so I was like ah I don't know dude I have this accounting job I'm getting like. It was, like, around, like, 80000 a year. I was like, dude, this is a lot of money for, for like, just fresh out of college. Like, yeah. I I like <laughs> I, I can't leave this dude. And he goes, bro, like, it's, it's, like, literally the best opportunity. Like, just gave me all the perks on it. And then I was like, you know what? All right, I'm down. So <laughs> I go through the interview process, right? And then check this out. This is the craziest thing. So I go through the interview process. And then while I'm going through the process, I end up getting the job. And they offered to me. And I literally declined the job. Because at first I was like, hey, you know what? This salary is it? This salary is like, the salary was like, like significantly less than what I was making, Mm. but I had 5% commission. And in my mind, I had a limiting belief and a lever in my head that, like, they're like, oh, I I don't want to leave this accounting job. It's a cushy salary. I don't want to leave this. Even though it was a dream job, like, pretty much a dream job Mm. right in front of me, I'd be working remote, like, Everything about it just screamed, this is a perfect opportunity. Take it, idiot. And, 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 and no, and, like, I literally wow. said no. I literally said no. And then about two to three weeks later, I get a text from the director of sales. He he, he sends me a text, and he goes, hey, like, like is there any way you reconsider the position? And literally, I kid you not, like, two to three days before that, I was starting to think, damn, did I fuck up? I think, <laughs> I, think I fucked up. I think I fucked up. And I was like, holy shit, dude, I think I fucked up. And, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I took it, I took it the second time. And now that just goes to show that like, sometimes like you can't, you have to get rid of limiting beliefs and just certain constraints that you have about the world and certain models you have about the world. Throw them away. Cause a lot of times certain opportunities will present themselves that don't fit your worldview. So you have to change your worldview in order to, to take that opportunity on. Like you have to be self-aware enough to be like, Hey, you know what? This is a sick opportunity. I know I have the skills to succeed no matter what. And I'm at the point in my life where I'm young. It's mm-hmm. so like, might as well take a risk. So I thought, you know what? This accounting stuff isn't fulfilling me, isn't making me happy. I'm dreading going to work every day. I know that's not working. So this is in front of me. I can work on my company 100% full time. Uh-huh. And then also uh, also work, work uh, this role as well. So I thought, you know what?
0: I'm going to do it. So I did it. But that's pretty cool because you're also working in a job in the same industry you're launching in. So Oh, yeah, 100%. Is, is there a way, like, it ever, or whatever, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when com- conflict of interest com- comes uh, from?
1: Well, see, uh, I, I'm trying to be very careful in terms mm. of uh getting the product into stores. I'm currently not getting, into not getting our product into any of our shops. That's mostly because we don't have the uh, distribution channel mm. to be able to... Uh, to deliver down here like pretty much as efficiently as we can up there so right now we're only operating in the bay area only in those shops but the the way i see it is i'm just building all these relationships building this network of people in the cannabis industry so two three years four years five years down the line i'm gonna build this uh this rolodex of just all these names and all these numbers all these contacts (laughs) and uh no that's good yeah and just all these people in the cannabis industry that i'm gonna be able to contact and be like hey so and so uh I, I, need, I need a favor. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Do you mm-hmm. know anyone I can contact for this and, and right. this and that? And it's like the, the six degrees of separation thing. Like, right, right. So it's like if I know someone in the cannabis industry, which to be honest, is it's a really small industry when you're talking about like the B2B side. Mm-hmm. So when you like, like I, like, I feel like if you know one person, chances are you'll have enough pull with that person to be able to get to someone that you need for whatever it is that you need in this industry right now
0: now that's, so. that's actually interesting what you mentioned about increasing your network you know at least like networking around the same people to increase your rolodex not a lot of people talk about that and i was just talking to somebody the other day you know when it comes down to like i wish i kind of started this when i was going to college and picked like an industry that i was interested in and then expand on that even if i didn't know what i was doing so what my, my question was like oh what where did you get that idea of being you know hey I, I need to expand my network and then, you know, how did, how did that come to you? It's funny, dude. I, th- this is what I would say, dude. I would say,
1: don't try to network. That's the worst way to go about it. Trying to network. Mm. What I would say is like, I, I actually can't even take credit for it. I saw, I think it was Naval Ravikant. I follow his stuff a lot. Like he has a dope podcast and mm. he's like a really successful angel investor. Um, the other day I saw him tweet. What was it? It was like a, he, he, he said something along the lines of a, if you, if you build if you get really good at something and you focus on something and you get really good at that one thing or th- that industry or whatever niche you're in, whatever fringe industry or whatever, you get really good at that. That's how you build a network because people are going to talk. Oh. People are going to see your work. People, were, for example, let me give you an example. When I started the hammock company with my mm-hmm. boy, Adam, we started out of our apartment in Mustang Village over in San Luis Obispo, literally started with like crappy Chinese hammocks and right, ended right. up building our own <laughs> brand with like 20 different SKUs. And they were, they were, they were great. They were some of the best hammocks on the market. Still have some of those. That's pretty cool. And from doing that with him, just that alone. Cause, cause like we both, we're both grinders, like the hardest workers, mm-hmm. like I've ever come across, like in my life, me and him like put together just unstoppable. And that alone the rapport that I that I built up with him he's built up with me from starting that company he sold so many of you, so many of his homies hey dude this guy tino's a fucking grinder this guy tino's a hustler <laughs> i've told so many of my homies Hey, this guy, Adam, this guy's such a grinder, this guy's such a hustler. And I've met a lot of people in the cannabis industry because Adam has said, Hey, Tino, this guy's the hardest worker I've ever come across and, and vice versa. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I feel like what has the most pull is when you provide value, like just just insane amounts of value. Yeah. Insane amounts of it. Cause I feel like a lot of networking events, like when you go to just try to network for networking sake, it, it, there's a weird dynamic there. You know mm. what I mean? It's it's like a dynamic of like, hey, I'm trying to get your information so I can so I can well, get something Maybe from, keep you in mind in the future. Yeah, really, but and, it's like there's no know, relevance here. And I don't know. I feel like that's like mm. a little kind of like... It seems... I mean, just for me personally, it seems disingenuous. But let me give you another example. So Inauthentic, like the, maybe even. Yeah, so like the shops I'm selling to right mm. now for the company I work for, I'm becoming very close with these owners and these buyers like like I'll I'll come by I'll bring them a bunch of pre-rolls for the for the bud tenders I'll bring them a bunch of swag like a bunch of shirts sweatshirts for the owners and management stuff like that so and I've already obviously had them uh a, a few orders delivered successfully right. and they've had it sell so now it's gone to the point where we have like a bond like a bond that's like, hey, thanks, bro. You've you've been you've been hooking me up. You've been like, bro, anything you need, dog. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like uh, that type of like bond. So now
0: you're doing it, good for the others. That's yeah. Fine. So
1: now it's like a type of networking where it's like where it's like, all right, we have like a relationship mm-hmm. that's deeper than just like the face value. Like, hey, here's my business card. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's- so in my opinion, that's that's the best way to network to do things with people to just like like whatever industry you're pursuing, just do something just continuously oh, right. action like if right. you're trying to be an
0: artist do something good right Basically. yeah just
1: continuously just keep yourself working just keep working keep working and just let your work speak for itself
0: right well let me backtrack a little bit i know that you got like the whole entrepreneur spirit and uh, yeah. we'll we'll talk about that with how you develop that but for the sake of like the series right now with the college, I'm sure not everybody's a entrepreneur, but yeah. But what I want to talk about was the concept what you mentioned, expanding your network in an industry, like for anybody just pursuing, let's just say marketing or let's say, um, shoot, they, they want to get into some nonprofit or they want to expand on like what, what are your thoughts for people who can expand their network for that?
1: Um, oh, if you're talk, if you're talking about like a specific industry, like like those that you mentioned, like let's I, say they're I, studying. I would I would say, you know? I would say the best thing to do, and this is probably more or less the case for every industry. Just find some, literally find someone who has what you have, or is on the way to having what you want to have, or no, excuse me, that has what you want, or someone that's on their way to having what you want. In terms of like a career in that industry or whatever it is, so for example, if you're an accountant and mm. and you really want to network with a bunch of with a bunch of CPAs, uh, that's I, what I was saying. Yeah, so so I would say you go like the biggest thing, go to your professors because I know with accounting, mm. I had a and and finance for example, a lot of my finance professors, everybody had a very like a, esteemed resume. So everybody there, it's like, oh, that guy was a CPA for these three big, uh, big public accounting firms mm. and these other big companies and all this stuff. So it's like, right. I would say one of the best, best ways to network in college is to utilize your professors because chances are hmm. they have experience in their industry and they've done something in, in their industry. And if they haven't, then stay the fuck away from them. If they haven't done anything, then don't, don't take, <laughs> don't take anything they say for any face value. That's like my biggest thing, dude. Because there's a lot of like like backseat like passenger talkers uh-huh. like a lot of people that like have a lot like i had a couple entrepreneurship professors that like oh. <laughs> that, that were exactly like that they just had dumb thing and sometimes the shit they'd say like we'd be like oh damn like we can't do this that way And now, now that i look back at it i'm just like oh no that guy didn't know what the fuck <laughs> he's talking about at all,
0: that's so funny. It's actually interesting because when I was in college, I wasn't really networking with my professors. Yeah. I should have, you know, tried to figure out what they were doing. Some of them were, but I also meant look, what you said. A lot of it was kind of bullshit. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? maybe it's because the program if they haven't done anything. Yeah, if yeah they exactly. haven't done
1: anything. But if they, if you know, hey, oh, like for example, I had a tax professor for ta- for corporate tax. Mm-hmm. His name was Rodney Mock. You Google him. He's like on published on the Wall Street Journal and all this shit. Okay, Forbes, and like this dude was like freaking like probably the most intelligent dude I've ever met in, in my life. And like his class was just not the way you'd picture class. Didn't have any assignments. <laughs> he literally would just like talk it out almost. Okay. And just write shit on the board. Like, but, uh, but like that guy dude was such a wealth of knowledge. And I learned more from that guy that I'm still using to this day, mm. literally still using to this day than I did from, from anybody. And, and I would say largely that's because of his experience. He was like a tax accountant at Google Stuff like that. So I'd say the moral of the story is just find someone who's done stuff in the industry that you want to, that you want to like penetrate and go into and just pick their brain on everything.
0: That's what I was thinking. Picking their brain is very important because you ask questions that, you know, especially when it comes down to what they know and maybe they're not putting out in the classroom. Yeah. I think that whole relationship and also adding value to them. Like, Hey, what can I do for you, professor? Yeah, or <laughs> you take know? them out to coffee. Be like, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I, I never thought about that, but you know what? Let me backtrack again. Uh, You mentioned, you know, we were talking earlier, but it wasn't recorded, right? The, yeah. how your worldview changes. You kind of co- start off from a blank slate, Yeah. but you started off like, I remember you, you were investing in stocks and before, Yeah. right? And then, you had the mindset that you wanted to build a business for yourself, but you still went into college. Like yeah. tell me, what was your thought process about that?
1: So uh, again, that's another uh, example of cognitive dissonance right there. Where uh, like, I were like, I was uh, like, all right, I really want to do this shit. But the way I am, dude, the way I've always been, I've always been a very like OCD. Everything <laughs> kind of has to be, like, like that's why I work so hard. Cause like uh-huh. I need to be in control of my destiny. I need to be in control of whatever it is that I'm doing. So I always thought, Shit, I want to make sure there's no way that I fail in this life. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways to do that is like I got into Cal Poly slow which is a good school, and uh and I thought shit, if I get this accounting degree, then that'll be like my safety net mm-hmm. forever in life. Even though like I, like see, at the time I, I like I really don't want to do account. I never wanted to do accounting. I I, I liked accounting, mm-hmm. but I never wanted to actually do accounting, like like do that as a job. I just really liked it a lot. Really liked it a lot in terms oh, like. of studying it. And I thought mm. this is probably my my best bet you know what I mean but uh, but yeah no, for uh, for the most part I never really liked
0: accounting <laughs> what was your question again I want to like backtrack. what because obviously I mentioned that you were passionate about like building something yeah and you were already investing in stocks so you were oh like, yeah yeah, yeah okay for, but then you still went into college and you mentioned cognitive dissonance
1: yeah. so yeah, that was one so. of the big things like I would say Like, obviously I came out of that, like knowing how to run my own books. So now Mm. for any company I ever start or whatever, I can run my own books, journal entries, all that general ledger accounting, all that's like mastered, but I didn't have to pay freaking $40,000 for that to like go to college. But I would say maybe the big reason was just like, just to have a safety net, Mm. like just to have that safety net. But, uh, Mm. but I would say like the entrepreneurial spirit has never changed. Although I did pivot from investing in stocks into starting a business And I would say the big thing that made me pivot from that was that I really wanted something that can be making me money while I sleep. Mm. And that's not necessarily the case with trading and investing. I mean, it is to a certain degree, but I want something that's like a cash flow generator. And from from the people that I've talked to in investing and trading stocks, it's very difficult to create a cash flow, a net cash flow, a cash flow producing business out of trading and investing. Because 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 if you do that, then you have conflicting goals. You have a goal of creating something that's producing you cash flow every single month, mm-hmm. but then you also have a goal of growing your account. You see what I mean? So over time, those aren't congruent goals. So you're going to end up fucking yourself over in one way or another mm. if you're not extremely strict with your plan and strategy. Okay. So I started thinking, shit, I need something that's going to produce me money, make me money, and then boom, fast forward to the hammy company. We just started the hammy company just like, randomly one day yeah so that's pretty
0: interesting you mentioned something too that caught my interest but i think i'm gonna have to get back on it so right now um after you getting out of college like what would you say has been the most different things with what you how you thought back then and versus now
1: oh oh i i got the i got the exact (laughs) thing for you bro the uh how shitty a nine to five job Mm -hmm. is that, that was, that was the thing. Mm. Once I started working, like the first job wasn't even the job I got here. Cause I got a job up in the Bay. It was that it was a, as a cost accounting intern at this company called Fresenius medical care. It's like a fortune 500 company. So dude, Oh my God. Like as soon as I started working there, dude, and I saw, Oh, this is what the work life is. This is what nine mm. to five, like the corporate, this is what it is. I I, I, I can't do this. I cannot, like, because, like, when, you, when you're in college and you think 9 to 5, like, you don't, like, you don't really have anything to, like, to compare that to. Like, mm-hmm. you have, a, a, like, a way of thinking about it that's, like, so far from what it actually is. And when you actually start doing it and you actually go through it, you're like, oh, my God, dude, this is, like, literal hell. I feel like <laughs> a I feel like a mouse caged up, literally like a caged mm-hmm. up mouse. And, like, the boss is, like, giving me just enough to stay there and, like, I don't know, dude, I just... That was my biggest thing. I realized, dude, I cannot do this. I cannot do this at all. I I
0: hate this. That's actually a lot of, uh, um, mentioned it's networked you, or it gave you that aspect of networking. Yeah. What role do you think it played for you as who you are right now?
1: I would say probably the big thing would be the fact that, uh, that I kind of mastered accounting Mm -hmm. in college. Like, just like, cause I took like an extra 80 units in order, in order to, uh. To, to meet the uh, CPA requirements is to, to sit for the CPA exam. So I would say probably just as much as my network, I really know accounting very well. And I'd say like, that's a skill that's easily transferable to a lot of different things. Okay. So I would probably say that like that, 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 that just like everything I've learned in college, just because it's some it's a skill that's easily applied mm-hmm. that along with my network would probably be the the two biggest things, okay. but, but that over my network, there. I don't know. See, I can't even say that because, because uh, right now my current business partner is at Cal Poly, so I don't know. But I would definitely say that uh, definitely don't waste your time while you're there, and definitely use your time to learn as much as exactly.
0: You, can. you know, something that you mentioned was that I actually went into college because I knew, like deep down inside I me, mean, if I had been more self-aware, is that I wanted to use something so I can learn it for business, and that's why I got into communication. Yeah. But at the same time, like at the end of the grad, at the end of like the graduation. I felt a sense of lack of fulfillment because I feel like I didn't really accomplish anything. Mm. And I think that's what comes down to the people who's getting out of college. You know, they're like, fuck, like I didn't actually get a job I want. So I don't know what you think about or tell me your thought, pro- your thoughts about this thing. Yeah. Like feeling like a failure after because this is that's kind of how I felt at some point. Yeah. You know, but then at the same time, I learned how to build relationship, you know, build. Yeah certain um relationship the way i want and also study it the way i should but um you know for people getting out kind of feeling like a little bit like a failure
1: i would say use that as use Mm. that as fuel dude because i've had so many of those times dude yeah so many of those times like where someone tells you something or like something happens and you feel like absolute fucking Mm. shit you're like oh dude i suck i damn i i'm trash but then just use that as like motivation use that as like all right like like if you didn't get the job you want be like all right you know what I'm going to send out 300, 400 job <laughs> applications, literally sit here, grab three Red Bulls, and literally not leave my desk until I send out nice. 300, 400, 500 job applications. And then at the same time, while I'm waiting for all of them to come back, I'm going to start researching and start up a side hustle mm-hmm. so I can make something to support myself in case no one gets back to me. And then in between, I'm going to start hitting up more job applications and send out more. That's, red, that's, you, that's, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Just that's, like a mentality of just like, mm. oh, shit. Like, live in the now. I just need to keep that on hustling, more. keep on grinding. Like, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, if you think, like, like, because at the, like, you've never lost. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you like, 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 it's never, so true. L- like, you like, if you feel like a failure, that's just an emotion that you're having. That's not really that based in reality. Because, like, at the end of the day, there's been people oh. that have come back from such terrible shit. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, sometimes what I like to do too is kind of fucked up, probably. <laughs> but, like, whenever I, I'm feeling like shit, I, like, I think of someone or I think of a situation or it's just something that I've maybe read about or seen mm. of someone just coming back from just some fucking bad shit. And like, and like, I actually like fucking sometimes like I'll sit there, like depending on like what it is that I'm tripping about, I'll sit there and I'll visualize that other situation. Tim Ferriss talks about this. Mm. And then literally like once I come back and like, I start thinking about my situation, I'm like, Oh dude, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. I, I, like I'm, I'm good. I'm I'm chilling. I'm, Chilling. this is just a little hiccup I'm, I'm good yeah it kind of gives you perspective yeah so awesome. I'd say that's a big thing mm-hmm. do something whatever it is for you personally that gives you a new perspective it, it, it might be a hike you know what I mean it might be going on a hike on a sick-ass hike it, or it might be like I don't know like you know what I mean just something that shifts your perspective because sometimes that happens for me like if I go to the beach or something I, I might be down or stressed out about something and I'm like oh shit then I go to the beach or something I'm just like, oh. I'm good. Go, go <laughs> in the water a little bit. Oh, yeah, I was just yeah, stressing yeah. earlier. Why was I stressing yeah. so
0: hard? Yeah. It's so funny when I'm when i sometimes I'm here in my room, like, I'm trying to do work. I'm like, fuck, I'm not where I want to be, you know, or I haven't done what I wanted to do based on these tasks. And then I step outside, go to the gym, or even just drive for a little bit. And it's just like, oh, why was I tripping? And like, you know what
1: a big part about I'm glad you mentioned that. Big thing about that, too, that ties into what you said about people maybe not feeling mm-hmm. that, they, that they accomplish anything. I would say the cure for that, too – is to not be like, not be so focused on the result, but more so focused on the process. Mm. Cause I was the same way. And you know what got me like that, dude, I'm not going to lie. This is a good thing and a bad thing. But the Hemi company, when we started the Hemi company, we were selling those. I like, I would do a lot of like guerrilla marketing tactics, like mm-hmm. things that were just like sit, literally sit on my phone for like 14 hours a day trying to make sales. Uh- <laughs> so I feel like that. So for, let me give you an example. So I'd go on Twitter and like just do whatever I could to just try to make a whatever sale interacting with people. Mm-hmm. So then I would see a sale hit and it'd be like a dopamine hit. Right. So it, it, it kind of trained my brain to be like results oriented. Mm. But at the end of the day, the way to really be happy and to reach the most success in life is to not care about the result that's happening. Yes, obviously it matters. Don't, I'm not saying it doesn't <coughs> matter. But be so focused on what it is that you're doing that you can be doing it for like 12 14 hours right, right. and not even realize that you oh, oh where'd the time go and then guess what's gonna happen because of that you end up like succeeding and, and shit so going back to the job thing you didn't get the job that you wanted alright I'm just gonna throw in some headphones throw on some house music literally just sit here <laughs> send out not 500 fuck that a thousand I'm gonna send I'm gonna apply to a thousand different jobs even if like you know what I mean in my general area and then just keep oh, on going gold. <laughs> just, just a crap ton of jobs and just sit here and just be so so, like, engulfed in it that I'm not even thinking about the fact that I thought I was a failure. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I don't know.
0: No, that's good. Because, like, I feel know, like that's kind of, like, where well, it, it is. I, I feel like it comes from the the thought process that you're focusing on where you'd rather be rather than where you currently are. You know, because a lot of people, I used to do this a lot, too. I used to, like yeah. you mentioned, engulf in that little area of circle when there's a lot of other things that you could be um grateful for and what you could focus on which the opportunities and then it yeah. comes down to perspectives which comes down to what i was talking about you know uh our generation being more results oriented i feel like there's a lot of it that comes from you know social media. So, so, social media you know the social norms what uh our high school teachers taught us and we I think kinda, social media yeah
1: I mean, that too that's a big thing and
0: then, and then you you kind of Fill yourself up with skewed perspectives where it's not really the reality. Yes, right? bro. What, what do you think of that? I mean... Oh, I I, I think the biggest
1: thing is fucking, like, Instagram, dude. Because, dude, you see so many people that are absolutely full of shit all the time, everywhere, that it literally... the, the Like, now every time I go on there, because I just use it for, like, a couple different, like, a couple different, like, uh, couple different, like uh, GMs that I have, uh-huh. your messages with a couple different... Okay. Hom- that's literally the only reason. And for memes and stuff. But, like, when I go on there, dude, like, I just think, like, damn, dude... So many people, like, posting, like, Ferraris and all. I I don't know. I feel like, like, whenever you go on there, it's just, like, a culture of just, Mm -hmm. like, showing off the, like, a lot of people have said this. Like, just showing off the best version of what, like, of, like, of, like, a life that isn't real type shit. And, like, I feel like especially for business and for, like, success, it gives people a lot of skewed perspectives Mm -hmm. on what real success is and, like, what success should be.
0: Shit. I so. went through a lot of that too. Oh so. yeah, same dude, same. Very, Everybody does yeah, yeah. in our generation. Uh, but, but the cool thing is like, you know, our parents couldn't teach us because they didn't grow up with social media, right? Yeah. But we're learning across it. And then in, in a way, like if we don't have enough people who can understand this a lot better, we can't teach them to the future. Yeah. Like I tell my little brother all the time, look, what you see on social media is not what it is. Like there's more to it. Yeah. You know, it's not absolute. Like that's the kind of the fixed mindset that I, I I had to uh, learn to get away from and also teach others, you know, so that was really key, dude. Yeah. So uh, actually, I just had one more thing to say. Um, Throwball, not curveball. It's a curveball question. So um, to someone in college, like, or at least if you were just going in college, like pretend this person was you. Right, who's just about to thinking about oh maybe I should you know cognitive dissonance, dissonance yeah which is by the way if nobody knows what cognitive dissonance is like having a conflicting sense of interest yeah. fighting against each other which is right what's wrong so um if that person you saw him right like, now trying to go to college what would you say to him like so what advice if it was or, me <laughs> yeah yeah tell so me <laughs> if it was
1: me honestly, dude. Like to be completely honest, mm. I, I like the way I did college. I, def- okay. I, I Even though I got like a freaking, like like a oh uh, okay this is, this would be one thing. Don't be so stressed about grades. Mm. And let me give you an example. I was on academic probation three times. Oh wow! What? And, 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 and no. And then I was about to be on it the fourth time. Huh? No no no. Yeah, three times. On the third time, they had technically kicked me out. Technically, <laughs> swear to God. Technically, and then I I fucking went to the fucking uh to the uh, counselor's office. And I'm talking to my counselor or whatever, and he goes, yeah, so, like, what's wrong? What's what's going on? I remember showing him the Shopify, like, like our Shopify account. I was like, yeah, no, like, I just make hammocks all day. I'm literally <laughs> just sitting there, just making the hammocks and just and just going on, because so cool. we also own parody accounts. Uh-huh. So we li- I would I literally like just be that. just be doing the going through the parody account all day, I'd skip class, dude. Like, I'd just be like, all right, I'll, just literally just show up for the midterm, show up for the finals. So I would say if I could tell myself one thing, it's that your GPA has no correlation with your success. Mm. What, literally the thing that has the biggest correlation with your success is just tenacity and just being able to just do shit and just being able right. to work hard and put in work. So I would say don't focus as much on grades. Don't focus. Cause dude, I, I, I was, I let myself get into some really deep paranoia and really deep, like <laughs> crazy anxiety because of the grades. I was like, Oh, I'm going to get kicked out. Like all this stuff. So I would say, don't, stress on the grades too much they're not your life it's not your life it's true and i ended up getting that internship at a fortune 500 they didn't even check my gpa really yeah like so that, that's another big cliche that a lot of people give on to college students employers don't really give a shit about your gpa it's
0: more about experience and what you value what value you provide for them yeah like. yeah and the type of person you <clears> yeah oh that's really yeah, key too 100 um shoot what's so what's next for you right now like you know, Honestly,
1: this is where I see myself in the next few years. I see myself really grinding it out at this uh, company that I work for called Connected, Connected and Alien, and Alien Labs. And I uh, really see myself grinding it, grinding it out with them, helping them grow their company uh, extremely massive. And then uh, in the next year or so, we're looking at having Karma have a... Right now we have two employees and uh, we're looking at expanding to the point where where we can pretty much like choose to do that full time, should we want to, but... I'm not, I'm not sure that that's going to be the uh, 100% like end goal just because like working at this job is literally my dream job, mm. the job I have right now. So
0: I, why why is that? like?
1: It's completely remote. I almost don't re- like kind of have a, have a boss. Like my bosses are really cool. They're all really cool with me. Like it's never like, oh, you need to do this, need to do that. It's more so like, all right, can you get the sales? Can you get the results? And mm. if so, then you're good. You're good. We're chilling. So it's literally just like... No one's breathing over my neck. No one's like, like, for example, like at the last job I had as a senior accountant, like there were multiple journal entries that I was forced to make that were like illegal, for huh. example, like just blatantly illegal. Huh. And they'd be like, no, you're going to make them anyways. And I'd be like, Oh, but that's against gab. This is like illegal. We can't do that. <laughs> no, you know, you're, you're going to do it anyways. And this job is just like, all right, cool. Uh, Just let us know, like, if you need help on anything, like, and uh, if you need any support, just dude. So much more relaxed. Let us know, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's just so relaxed, yeah. and it's like, I don't know, it's just like, like, yeah, I don't know. Just the freedom, the freedom, and that taste of freedom, but real freedom though. Don't get it twisted. Right, right. Is owning your own shit. Mm. Real freedom, real true freedom is to own your own company, own your own company, and that's 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 gonna be my goal. Like, like th- that's my real long term goal. So this current job, that's not my long-term goal. So I'd say what's next for me is probably building that cannabis brand.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. I think that's that pretty much sums it up. I mean, did yeah, you cool. have anything Thanks. else you want to bring up? Any uh,
1: no, that pretty much covers it. Just, uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty much I'd say the biggest thing is just uh, being open to changing your worldview on things, dude. I like I'd that. say that's the biggest thing because uh, a lot of people are just so closed-minded and just close themselves out to, to, to a lot mm-hmm. of opportunities and a lot of uh, – just new things that, that could absolutely bless them in life. But they just choose to overlook it because they have these uh, thoughts about how the world should be and how things should be. And everyone told me not to, not to get this job. Hmm. My parents told me not to get really? it. My siblings, a lot of people I respect is that? told me not to get the job. They were like, you're going to be selling weed? Like, that sounds really sketchy. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds like, like, are, are you sure? Oh are, my gosh. are you sure you're going to make any money? Mu- many, m- make any sales? Mm-hmm. Like all these different thoughts that are just people projecting their own insecurities onto you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, well, and the, yeah. but then you start to believe it. You're like, shit, Maybe. is this really as good of an opportunity as I think it is? But at the end of the day, dude, like, I don't know, like just really ch- like believe in yourself and just work hard, dude. Everything else will come. That's so all funny. Guess, yeah.
0: Um, You know, people will tell you what they think what's uh, right. But, yeah,
1: that's that's pretty much it. (laughs) Think about where that's coming from, though. If someone tells you, like, hey, like, like," I'm sure you've had this before. Where someone you know and respect is like, hey, you shouldn't
0: do that. Bro, I think about that all the time, bro. But think about from their perspective. Like, think
1: think about if you were in their shoes and where that's coming from. That's coming from a place
0: of I don't think I can do it, so I don't think you can do it. Bro, check this out i've done a lot yeah. of sales right yeah and i'm always like taking a look at what people are saying because that's what interests me the conversation the dialogue yeah in it. and then what you mentioned where they're coming from but more so why they're saying it yeah. all right so i think about you know certain people when i used to do door to door some people would tell me oh you really shouldn't be here you know you shouldn't do that some neighbors here don't like this but what really she's trying to say is oh i don't want to be sold on yeah because like oh you know i'm scared and shit like that so i'm just like huh you know, you're not, yeah. you're, not, you're, not t- you're not telling me what to do. You're telling me what you feel. You yeah, I'm projecting yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Dude, and like
1: once you like see that, dude, that literally is like 90% of sales, 90% oh of life, gosh. 90% of business. Like, dude, it's, it, it's, it's a trip, bro. It's a trip when you start to see the, why people make certain decisions and why people say what they say. Uh-huh. That's how 90% of people are. Yeah. You and when, I
0: mean? now touching back into that, when people do project certain limiting beliefs. Like, they'll say, oh, bro, like, you can't do that, dude, this shit. Like, me being in sales, like, I learned that, like, oh, you're just saying what you think you yeah. can do. But
1: you know what's scary about that, though? I, I'm lucky enough that I feel like I have a chip on my shoulder. So, all <laughs> like, all throughout, like, school, whatever, whenever someone tells me what to do, I'm like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> why do you think you can tell me what to do? Whatever, right? Yeah. So, I feel like that has helped me and saying, "Oh no, 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 I know what I'm doing. I'm going to do it." Even though sometimes I'd have doubts because so many people were like, "Oh no, that's don't don't do that. It's the wrong thing to do." I'd be like, "Oh uh, no, I'm still going to do it because I believe in myself mm-hmm. type thing." What's scary is the people that don't have that like confidence in what they're doing or whatever, and other people, like people they respect, family members or whatever, tell them not to do something or tell them to do another thing, and they're like, "Alright, I guess I'll do it." And then they listen to them, and then now they went down that life path. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now they went down that life path because of a couple interactions with someone who was projecting their own insecurities. Exactly. That's the shit that's scary, dude. That's what scares me when I think about other people. So that's why I try to, like, just younger kids, like my nephews and stuff like that, just any chance I can, dude, just like give them little gems, just little things that just boost their confidence, dude, because, like, Going back to like when I was nine years old, ten years old, some someone telling me, "Hey, dude, like, like fucking, like if you work hard and shit, like you, you can start your own company. Uh-huh. You can fucking, like, just even something as basic as that, dude." What
0: have made me think,
1: "Oh, really?" And just got on the wheels. So you just like, dude, you yeah, got on the wheels, like
0: uh, guys for everyone. <laughs> See on the pause. It's actually this one of the main things that I really love about Tino because every time I've interacted and I've asked him for like a few advice on certain like business or you know like I talked yeah. to him about business partnership the other day. Um, he doesn't really like project. He's he's more like, oh, bro, like here's what I see in you that you can do good in, and yeah. then he'll he'll say that which you're talking about right now. You yeah. know, I don't mean to interrupt, but and and
1: that means a lot to a little kid, dude. Yeah, think about when you were nine or ten years old, and there was someone that like that, like you kind of looked up to a little bit, like an uncle or something, and you're like, oh, I kind of want to be like him when I go, like something <laughs> like that, and then they give you like some big homie advice, or they just like or, or like you know what I mean, just like some little shit like that, dude. That I feel thing. like. Yeah, dude, because that's the shit that scares me, bro. When people listen to their parents or whoever and, and fucking makes them not want to chase their dreams or not want to do what mm-hmm. they really want to do just because they're scared of what other people were think. All will that thing, potential. That's what scares me, bro. Because we, we only get... Fucking life is so beautiful, mm-hmm. dude. Life is just so... You can do anything you fucking want. So why fucking, like, settle... Like, why fucking shoot short? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's bullshit. That, so. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true that, bro, true that. Oh, yeah, really?
0: yeah. all right cool so we're gonna end it up right there um i was actually thinking now that you thought I've, I've been having this in the back of my mind i'll probably I'll most likely do it after i get back from philippines i also want to you know with cannabis going up now i wanted yeah. to like bring in a few people from that industry and talk a little bit about that and see what yeah. they know you know and i think it would just be good to i mean i'm sure like more than 50 percent of people here in california normalize the idea of the concept of it you know but yeah i think i just want to also educate people about it too like i'm not i don't smoke a lot you know or consume it a lot but i'm more so interested in the benefits of it and what it can do for people yeah i've seen a lot of positive things about it so in the future probably gonna get you have get on definitely dude yeah definitely bro oh yeah it's gonna be a fun little topic yeah i got a a couple seasons coming up now so i have a list of people i'm targeting (laughs) 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 all right sounds good bro thanks
1: for having me bro appreciate it yeah no worries no
0: worries I'm thinking about it, so.